Columbus discovered America in uh, 1492. Yes, yes. Uh, then came the English, and then came the Dutch, the Frenchmen, and then the Jews. Then came the Scots and the Irishmen to make our country grow. And still they keep on coming. Now, everywhere you go, there the Argentines and the Portuguese, the Armenians and the Greeks. One sells your paper, one shines your shoes, another shaves the whiskers off your cheeks. Now, when you ride again in the subway train, just you notice who has all the seats. And you'll find our held by the Argentines and the Portuguese and the Greeks. Now there's a little flat where you hang your hat. There's a mystery, I'll explain. The janitor is Irish, and the hall boy is a coon. The elevator fellow, he's a Dane. But who is the gent who collects the rent? At the end of each four weeks, ah, that's all done by the Argentines and the Portuguese and the Greeks. While there's the Oldsmobile and the Huffmobile and the Cadillac and the Ford. Why, they are the motors that you and I can own, the kind most anybody can afford. But the Cunningham and the Mercedes and the Rolls-Royce racing freaks. Why, they're all owned by the Argentines and the Portuguese and the Greeks. Why, they're the Argentines and the Portuguese, the Armenians and the Greeks. They don't know the language. They don't know the law what they vote in the country of the breeze. Now here's the funny thing. Every time we sing, my country is of thee. None of us know the words but the Argentines and, and the Portuguese and, and the Greeks. What, what, what? 
This week we started out the program, the concert program, with uh, Leighton and John Stone, and they sang a great song called The Argentines, The Portuguese, and The Greeks. And then they were followed by uh, the Ike Robinson Band, who did Rub Me Some More. Well, uh, because today is uh, tax day, I want to talk to you about your financial future. Even at my age, my age is three digits, and it has been for a number of years, I always look to become more financially secure. If you really want to plan for your financial future, you should invest in annuities. I mean, you could be like me and invest in 78 RPM records, which are inflation-proof and which always increase in value over the years. It's been my experience anyway. As for annuities, now ordinarily, our staff announcer, Gus Bodenheim, uh, would explain the details to you in his uh, eloquent and condescending way. But uh, this week, Gus was working on a special medical investigation. It's related to the to the Del Barton breakthrough vaccine, where Gus will be delivering his full report later in the program. So we needed an advertising announcer to talk about the annuities, and we got a great pinch hitter for Gus. And wouldn't you know it, pinch hitting for Gus, we have one of the, the greatest hitters ever, Babe Ruth himself. In fact, insofar as Gus is, is a pitchman, and Babe was also a great pitcher, uh, the Bambino will serve here as a pinch pitcher. So uh, here we go with Babe Ruth telling you why annuities will keep you from poverty after you retire from the diamond or whatever you happen to be doing in any field. Babe Ruth needs no introduction to anyone in America. And as a personal friend of Mr. Ruth, I take great pleasure in presenting the incomparable Babe. Your vice president has asked me to say a few words 
with reference to the reason which prompts me to invest in one of your retirement annuities. Baseball players are generally an easygoing crowd. While playing ball professionally, there's a business matter, yet our training is along sport lines. Sometimes we muff a ball if we try to do our own investing. When it comes to handling money, I realized years ago that my talent laid in an altogether different direction. I wanted to make sure, however, that some part of my good income, which I have enjoyed since joining the Yanks, would be put away safely. I wanted something that would take care of me when my batting eye may not be as good as it is today. Everyone has to look for the future, no matter what business or profession he may follow. A few years ago, Christy Walsh, my friend and business advisor, told me about your retirement annuity policy. He explained how it would enable a fellow to invest a few hundred or a few thousand dollars a year with the guarantee of a lifelong income when retirement age comes. I was interested right away. So I signed up for enough to keep me comfortable when the balls and strikes and home runs will be but pleasant memories. With an annuity income, the Equifold will pay me. I will be able to go to the ballpark and watch other fellows knock them out. Or I can travel and see the world, knowing that my annuity check will follow me wherever I go. Or I can play golf or father some other hobby. While I am a great believer in life insurance, the policy I took with the Equable is a form of a life annuity which upon I can say someday going to retire. I certainly like the idea of looking forward to a lifelong income that will never shrink or be in default. And I am mighty glad that it is guaranteed by that strong, grand old company, the Equable. Yes, uh, the Equable, whatever. Yeah, I called Babe Ruth a, a pinch pitcher there. But uh, he's not a relief pitcher, because uh, as you heard, there was no relief from the babes stumbling, slurring, and mispronouncing through the entire script. Hey, babe, uh, keep your day job. Uh, but meanwhile, you, the listener, you should invest in annuities from Deactable, as he said, uh, or buy a stack of Sophie Tucker 78s. Now, there's a solid investment. Now, speaking of uh, tax day, let us celebrate. Uh, I'm going to light a cigar right here in the sanctity of my own pouting shanty as we listen to the next song. The biggest complaint wherever we go is taxes, taxes, taxes. The question is where do we get the dough for taxes, taxes, taxes. Income taxes. People are running from store to store, from Macy's up to Saxes. Nobody wants to work anymore because of income taxes. Income taxes. This is the kind of thinking that could easily be destructible. Haven't they learned the more they make, the more there is deductible. 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 It's deductible. It's deductible. 
A man can make a phone call from Jersey to the coast. It used to be expensive, but today you'll hear him boast. It's the duck tibble. It's the duck tibble. You give a pompous party, pretentious with your booze. They break up all your furniture, or what I got to lose? Crazy world, crazy time. What's the, the difference, difference if nothing rhymes? It's uproarious. But it's glorious. If you're the boss, man, you can toss it off as lots of games. Why complain? We're all interested in redemptions. How do you get your maximum exemptions? The dependent must be one of the following. Grandson, granddaughter, great-grandson, great-granddaughter. Father, mother, sister, brother, half-sister, half-brother. Grandfather, grandmother, nephew, niece, uncle, aunt. Father-in-law, mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, brother-in-law. Stepson, stepdaughter, stepfather, stepmother, stepbrother, stepsister. I'm telling you, mister. They're deductible. Deductible. They're deductible. Deductible. A Texan drills an oil well, the oil well don't produce. The Texan doesn't worry, cause he's got a good excuse. It's deductible. Deductible. It's deductible. Deductible. Producer gets an angel, producer gets a flop. The angel doesn't worry, cause the flop comes off the top. Crazy world, crazy time. Love that world. What's the difference if nothing rhymes? It's irrational. But it's national. If you decide to take that ride and be a bride and groom, have it room. Deductible, including offspring. Elizabeth Ann and Betty Lou. Oliver Dan, Penelope Sue, Jimmy, Johnny, Daisy, Harry, Randy, Ronnie, Maisie, Mary. Have all you want. Cause there ain't any doors at all 
Rolling stones together With gum tape and rubber bands Live with the crazy, crazy house That was built from the upstairs down It's the most conspicuous, the most ridiculous Inconceivable, undesirable Right in your eyes, like the deep night, you will have a new day. Oh, my, my, the fragrance out of the deep, break the roses all over you. Like the garden, you will have a new day. They made the clinging fine, joking face, stop that shine. Like your face, to combine everything. Only for the breath of spring, and then the finish, call it a day. Took the model, threw it away. Like an angel, you will have a new day. Eat it out now.
in that set of music, we started out with Betty Graber and Dan Daly singing It's Deductible. Then uh, Clevis Muldrum and the Paragoric Harmonizers sang uh, The House That Was Built From the Upstairs Down. Then uh, Putney Dandridge making his debut on the old Codger show with You're a Heavenly Thing. And then Frantic Faye Thomas sang I'm in Town. This is the old Codger on WFMU every week playing 70 RPM records like they're going out of style. If you just tuned in for the first time, you'll be pleased to know I'm the spokesman for my generation, because I'm the only one left. Now, as promised, let's talk about the Del Barton vaccine, the, the breakthrough vaccine. Got to say breakthrough. Uh, we announced this breakthrough vaccine two weeks ago. Last week, we reported that over 28 doses had been administered. And by over 28, we, we meant 29. Well, that was last week. Since then, Del Barton Labs is reporting that many more doses have been administered, most to human beings, and, and of those, close to 80% were voluntary. However, the rollout has been a little bumpy. A number of people who uh, got the vaccine, the, the breakthrough vaccine, are not happy with the side effects. One reported that he grew an extra thumb. Well, right now, on the Old Codger Show, we bring you a Bodenheim medical extra with on-the-scene reporting by Gus Bodenheim, uh, the Old Codger Show's medical expert. I mean, I, I don't know much about these medicines. I, I rely on advisors like Gus. Yeah, he doesn't have a medical degree, I mean, but uh, he can usually pronounce all the big words or at least come pretty close. So uh, he sounds credible. And you know what Gus can't pronounce? He mumbles with authority. So listen closely to this very in-depth report. I think it blows the lid off of so-called uh, vaccine buyer's remorse. It's like, it's like some people get a breakthrough vaccine, and still they have to complain about something. Let, let's hear Gus talk about their complaints. He's been listening to the, these people whine for the past two weeks. This is a Bodenheim Medical Extra. I'm Gus Bodenheim, Chief Health and Human Folly Correspondent. There's been continued fallout from the controversial breakthrough Del Barton vaccine. Despite avid demand for Del Barton's breakthrough vaccine, resulting in 20 delivered vaccinations last week alone, though if you ask me, the number might even be higher, increasing belly aching about so-called side effects is on the increase. These may include, but are not limited to, the following. We've received several reports of people coming down with Dupuytren's Expansure, a rare variant of Dupuytren's Contracture. It causes one's fingers to droop and stretch like lengths of rope, making it extremely difficult to perform everyday tasks. An obviously frustrating condition, albeit hilarious to onlookers. Rare cases of Crohn's disease have been reported. Not to be confused with Crohn's disease, C-R-O-H-N apostrophe S, C-R-O-N-E apostrophe S, disease, causes victims to develop a dry, menacing cackle and a penchant for offering poisoned apples to unsuspecting maidens. 
Pseudo-bulbar effect has been noted in vaccinated laboratory seals, causing them to pretend to play melodies on bicycle horns, though they are actually only faking it by humming. A number of complaints from men claiming to have lost their mojo, quote-unquote, turned out to be exaggerated cases of dented, scratched, and or temporarily misplaced mojos. Due to these and other complaints, some customers have been returning their vaccines and demanding refunds. Del Barton stands by the efficacy of its breakthrough vaccine. And while we feel a certain concern, quote, unquote, this should not be confused with a mea culpa. These people obviously never read the fine print. It is this correspondence hope that another side effect will be some people growing a backbone. Please. Get with the program, take your lumps, and move on with life. I am Gus Bodenheim. Well, uh, in addition to everything that Gus Bodenheim just recounted, there's one side effect he overlooked. We heard from one staunch old kind of program listener who got the vaccine, and he said that the following week he listened to Fablio, and he suddenly found that he liked Fablio's music. Then he noticed the next day that he was starting to like music on other WFMU programs. He said that the rest of the station's programming was starting to make sense to him, even Bryce. Well, I must say, this is of grave concern. We urged that listener to consult with qualified medical professionals, rather than the quacks at Del Barton Labs, and see if it is possible to reverse the effects of the vaccine. We can't have too many old codger listeners suffering from this debilitating side effect. That's a, that's a breakthrough the folks at Del Barton Labs did not foresee. It could have dire consequences for this program. People, if you get vaccinated you know, from the Del Barton breakthrough vaccine, and you find yourself enjoying Fabio's program, seek help before you suffer irreversible damage to your good musical taste. Well, if you got the vaccine, hopefully what I'm about to play still sounds good to you. Fab- you, won't, you won't hear this on Fabio's program, that's for sure.
what lips are for. And it's naughty to ask for more. Let a lady confess I want to be Thank you. 
Traveling from Long Island to the city one day Met a nice young lady Traveling from Jamaica to the city one day I met a nice young lady I did it impressively Telling her how I love her sexy I told her to do Someday I'm coming home to visit you She said you're wasting your time But you're wasting your time Indeed, you're wasting your time Don't bother with me I got the old man already He's an oyster vendor That is my husband And I'm Mrs. Alexander Atula, honey, tell me not to worry, but why should you lie to me? Because I know that no oyster man can't have this kind of woman. Rose up so and looking sweet, how well fits up with nice cold feet. Tell me what to do, honey, I'm madly in love with you. She said you're wasting your time, Rupert Grant, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time, don't bother with me. I got the mister already. He's an oyster vendor. That is my husband, and I'm Mistress Alexander. The only Alexander I know is the one that does sing Calypso, but that big octopus so ugly, we just call him the Lord Melody. She made me to understand, she never, never yet love an ugly man. Better hush your mouth, is the next Alexander talking about. She said, you're wasting your time, indeed, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your time, don't bother with me. I got my old man already. He's an oyster vendor That is my husband And I'm Mrs. Alexander She know Duke of Iron, that popular Calypsonian. She said, yes, I have his recording, and I'm crazy about his singing. Since I met him in person, ha <laughs> ha, that's unbelievable. That Reagan straight man is nothing but a bad-dung Calypsonian. She said, you're wasting your time. Oops, you're wasting your time, baby. You're wasting your time. Don't bother with me. I got the old man already. He's an oyster vendor. That is my husband, and I'm Mrs. Alexander. Blow, blow, blow.
It started out with Helen Kane, and she sang, I Want to Be Bad. Eddie James sang about the pickup. Lord Invader, some great calypso. He lived in Brooklyn. Uh, we heard you're wasting your time. And Jelly Roll Martin's New Orleans jazz men did, Don't You Leave Me Here. Well, uh, we, were, we were recently contacted by NASA. Yeah, they are soliciting our opinions. On the 1967 Outer Space Treaty. They are debating whether it should be amended or replaced. Now you may wonder, why did they visit me in my bunker in East Orange? Well, previous episodes of the old Godzilla radio shows are floating around in outer space, and uh, they, they will be heard on distant planets and in other galaxies as the, uh, as the signals continue to travel in perpetuity. So what happens in outer space is very important to us. We have a think tank, uh, the Old Codger Pan-Galactic Exploratory Research Council. It consists of uh, me and my buddies, Rummy Delbarton, Milagros Horridge, Nola Bamber, Harlan Hookins, and Evan Funk Bodenheim. Uh, he, he was appointed by Lola Bell, who is an associate on the council. Now, our concern is we don't want the Russians intercepting our transmissions and preventing creatures on other planets, from enjoying our prime programming. That creatures on Neptune, uh, Pluto, and on the moon, it's imperative that they hear Fats Waller, Cole Porter, and uh, Duke Ellington, to give three examples, so uh, we can establish conclusively that people on Earth are a superior race. Well, at least musically speaking. By the way, I've met a few Martians. <laughs> They're always thought of as having superior intelligence. No, they're dumb. When they visit Earth, the first thing that distracts them is television. And before you know it, they're hanging around in sports bars, and uh, they're fixated on these large flat screens. They are so easily amused. 
Well, the program's moving along right now, and it's time for... What, what's, what's that character's name? Give me a second. I'll remember. It's, uh... Flip the Frog! <laughs> yeah, we're going to hear a soundtrack from a major motion picture. From 1932, it's called Nursemaid. Uh, the the co-stars in this Flip the Frog major motion picture uh, are Elijah Craig, Jim Beam, Johnny Drum, Basil Hayden, Henry McKenna, E.H. Taylor, and Elmer T. Lee. I'm not sure where they got these guys. Probably they were hanging around a bar. Uh, maybe they're a bunch of dumb Martians. Anyway, uh, the, the nurse in this is played by veteran character actress Cissé Broadway. Thank <laughs> you. 
bushel. I'll make you shine like you've never shone before. I love the moonlight, I love the old-fashioned things, the sound of rain upon a window pane, the daffodils that April brings. This year's fancies are passing fancies, but sighing sighs holding hands, these my heart understands I'm old-fashioned but I don't mind it that's how I'll always be if only you'll agree to stay old-fashioned with me 
not such a clever one about the latest fads. I'll admit I was never one of those sophisticated lads. Not that I ever try to be a saint. I'm the type that they classify as quaint. I'm old-fashioned. I love cheap music. The feel of spring in the air, moons and junes, those sentimental tunes, those nightingales in Barclay Square. Things are rationed. I don't require them when high white clouds sail above. Dreams are dreams. Love is love. I'm old-fashioned. We'd better face it. That's how I'll always be. If only you'll agree to stay old-fashioned with me. The set that closed out the program started with Flip the Frog, the soundtrack from his 1932 major motion picture, Nursemaid. Then George Formby sang, I'm making headway now. The John Kirby Sextet gave us Dawn on the Desert. Then we finished up with Noel Coward, and I'm old-fashioned. Just like me, the old codger, Courtney T. Edison. Next week, I will not be here hosting a program. In my place will be my fine friend. The good doctor is not a certified medical doctor. He's a practitioner of Hendersonism, which is a form of musical voodoo that dislocates your bones and scrambles your voot in a rhythmic way. It, uh, it kind of helps rejuvenate your mojo. Uh, Gus and Unita will also be off next week. Uh, they will be attending Bodenheim Boot Camp. Flip the frog? I mean, flip the frog! We'll be on vacation visiting his cousins in the Louisiana swamps. Lola Bell will be on hand to serve as playlist administrator and comments forum moderator. So don't don't think that next week you can get away with just anything in the comments forum, like posting sarcastic comments about me while I'm away. I will be off frolicking with the singing Gearsdorf sisters. <laughs> and we won't be singing, at least uh, not with microphones. Oh, there will be music, but you won't hear it. But there will be music during this hour on WFMU, uh, next week that music will be provided by the good doctor, and it will be great music. Uh, this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, in New York City and Rockland County at 91.9 FM, and online at WFMU.org. And now, this program winds down.
I don't mean to bend it surf you, but it's not my refrigerator. So no, my fridge isn't because I don't have one. But as far as I know, the one Hardy got at Peabut's Appliances is warranted. So we'd have called if there was a problem. And we would, believe you me, because Butchie's snack cakes are in there and he likes them cold, baby. Cold like the soul of an executioner who is also a baker. That's what Butchie always says. Hello? Hello? Who is that? Some appliance warranty people, I guess. Wanted to know about the state of operation of our refrigerator. Is the refrigerator running? Yes. Then you better catch it. Oh, dang, hang on. Uh, which way did it go, Butch? <laughs> oh, it's not that kind of running. It doesn't have feet. I had a fridge one time that could run. It had big chicken feet like Baba Yaga's hut. And if you opened the front door of the house more than a crack, it would take off. It's weird. You think they feel loved and safe and like it here, but a lot of appliances, I guess, feel trapped or exploited. When you put clothes in the washing machine, is that its mouth? I don't know. What about the clothes dryer? Its lid's in a different spot. One of them, you're not putting your clothes in their mouth. That must get old either way for the machine. I want to say machines don't have feelings, but it sounds harsh even though it's true. Also, even if they did, I would have to willfully ignore them to get things done. Well, you can live without machines. I mean, except for the telephone. Like the landline telephone? I'm surprised you even have one. I think we need to keep one because the phone actually is hooked up to other worlds. Oh, brother. No, nothing weird or wacky. Just literally, it degrades information, correct? It does. There is less info in your telephone voice than in person. Timbre's different and all? Yes. So it's like a low-res copy of talking? Sure. And diminished information networks are separate universes because the lack of info changes what the thing is and everything in relation to it. For instance, a 10th generation photocopy of my face looks like a cockroach. Bingo. And so in a world where my face is a cockroach, everything connected to it changes based on that truth. Perceiving brings into being. I think you're just describing being dumb, but it seems profound. That's what dumb is like. If you can't see the bottom of the hole, it seems deep. Hans, Hans, you should quit digging that hole. It's looking too deep. You'll dig all the way to New Zealand. But it has to be deep. I need to bury this treasure chest. Why not just take it to the bank? Why not just take it to the bank? Of course, why not just take it to the bank? Because it's safer here, I tell you. Banks are a huge target. They literally advertise that they are a building full of money and valuables. No, I'm investing in good old-fashioned hiding. From whom are you hiding the treasure? I can see you digging the hole. But before I place it in, I'm going to have you turn away. That way you'll never be sure I actually put the treasure in here. The doubt would haunt me as I was digging for it. Keeping information away from people, that's the key. If they steal your machine but don't know how to use it, it's worthless. It's information that needs a lock and key. Listen, finish your little hole digging exercise and then let's go. We have an audition for a new variety show. Give me five minutes. Also, turn your head. I am. And shut your eyes. But my head's already turned. There could be a reflection in something. Okay, okay. 
From the dawn of civilization, man has been fascinated by origins. How do things start? Where do ideas come from? What makes a machine or song or religion work? Well, to find out, let's take a look at how telephones are made. This is a telephone factory. And that cheery fellow there is a stevedore. He loads the boxes of freshly harvested phones onto ships for delivery to ports throughout the world and the universe. What's that, Mr. Dock Worker? That's all right. We won't look. We were just leaving. He's none too happy that we almost saw where the phones are being shipped. That is protected information. Protected information. Hello, information. You have reached the Universal Library Hotline. Hello. The Universal Information Library of Possible Worlds. State your question. Hello. Your question was, Hello. Not below, hello. What is not below ho? What is not below ho? Calculating answer. Bloho Headquarters, may I help you? Oh, hi. I was calling the Possible Worlds Library and I accidentally asked what was not Bloho. Things that are not Bloho are like trees or rocket ships or clouds. Okay. Bloho makes a variety of products for human beings, but it's not a company. Is this a riddle? No. I mean, it's a universal benefit organization. Bloho makes everything from craft beers to fine porcelain decorative art to farm machinery all for free and paid for by King Lala's endless imaginary wealth. It's funny what you can learn from a misunderstanding. You mean, it's funny the reality misunderstanding can create. I love getting the wrong number. Here's a wrong number for you. 2147483647. Hello, department store. I forget the name. Would you like to speak with her? All right, let me transfer you to the complaint department. Who was that? It was Shelley Berman. He does these one-sided phone calls as a comedy routine. But instead of just pretending, he actually calls our store every night during his stage show. What time is it? It's just after 10. It's always right before closing. You don't know me, he says, but I work across the street and there's a woman hanging from a window ledge on your building. Is there? Of course not. It's part of his shtick. Oh, for Pete's sake. Right? Since all the audience hears anyway is your end of the conversation, just do that part. Leave pauses where the other party would speak. Say things that imply that a certain unheard thing was said. It could really be a showcase for 